Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Another week and Henley, it was a good one. It was a good one. It was a good one. And you know, it's always a good time when we get to do our favorite thing, which is shout out our patrons. We love to do we it. We love to do it. We love to see it. We love to say it. Um, and I'm going to shout out this new crew, apt to say crew, because that is what mm-hmm. you call the members on a on a vessel, because these vessel heads, mm-hmm. they've joined up. They are Lindsay Fickle. Melissa Andrade, A. Gilbraith, and Danielle Rubio. Woo-woo! Welcome! Welcome! Um, next up, we have our newest members of Tony fucking Colette's Inner Circle. Welcome. You have reached the absolute apex of Ooh. your experience here with <laughs> Too Scary to Watch. We got Gonzalo Garcia, Charlotte, Felicia... Courtney, Holly Wenger, Hannah Harrelson, and Robert James Sherwood. Welcome to the pack, y'all. Welcome to the pack. Um, and we've got to shout out another group of people who they've they've been here they've been here a minute. They've been in dipping their toe in some waters. Um, mm-hmm. and they've decided, you know what, I want to get in that inner circle. That inner circle, as we've mentioned, is the apex of um, <laughs> the Patreon experience. And they're like, yeah, I want that. And honestly, we support it and we appreciate it. And we're thrilled to have them. Uh, These folks are Caroline Stewart, Becca Lee, Melissa Green, Dana Bullinger, SK, and Emily Jacobs. Wow. We love you guys. We love you guys. Thank you so much. We appreciate you so much. Thank you for supporting us. Seriously. It means so much to us. And for anyone who hasn't checked out our Patreon, you can head on over there at patreon.com slash TSDW podcast. We have lots of fun little things that we'll send you um, if you sign up. And uh, for those who are part of Tony fucking Collette's inner circle, we are doing bonus episodes every month. Our most recent one was a watch along for the sixth sense, honoring our dearest Tony. God, we love her. God, we love her. We really do. She she was fucking great in that movie, too. Um, So if you're interested, head on, head on over. Check it out. And enjoy the episode. Enjoy the episode. This is Emily. Henley and Sammy, and you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch, the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves. I'm Emily, and I'm too scared for scary movies. I'm Henley, and I'm also too scared for scary movies. And listeners, if you were waiting for Sammy... You are going to be disappointed again again. <laughs> We're so sorry. Please don't exit out of the podcast. Please don't please turn keep it listening. Off. Please don't turn it off. She'll be back. <laughs> She'll be back eventually. We promise we miss her so much. We miss her just as much as you do. More, I think. 
probably because yeah. we love her so much. Um, she's still working, and she'll be back soon. It's just us this week uh, for now. But you know what, Hen? It was a good week. 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 It was a good week, <sighs> but I'm also, like, trying to tamp down my emotions about it because, you know, we're not quite out of the woods yet. No, we're here. definitely not. And the thing is, it also, in many ways, was a bad week. It just that in a one big way that needed to happen, it, it was a good – I mean, I – I mean, Han, you're in New York. I'm in LA. Mm-hmm. Listeners, you should – you know this. Um, And I – to see how, I mean it was everywhere it wasn't just those cities but like to feel the collective joy of an entire like not even just joy but just like oh thank god of an entire city was surreal it was so cool so I was on the street when they announced because it was that like midday had for won. you yes so I was out on the sidewalk, like at an intersection. It's pretty busy when they announced it. And people literally started screaming, yeah. like screaming. People were opening their windows, banging on pots and pans. The The street corner where I was, like I sent you guys some videos, like mm-hmm. it escalated so quickly, like within 15 minutes, there were hundreds of people on the street corner cheering there were little kids everywhere that were like with their signs like people had signs already i was like how did this happen it was so really quickly? amazing it was so cathartic and it was so surprising because i didn't expect that to necessarily be the reaction but same it was the reaction everywhere i mean i know uh, you guys it happened to you uh, to you in la right sunset oh looked God. like it, it was, was- yeah, so it was like 8.30 in the morning our time, and I was up, like, getting ready for work in my bathroom, and I hadn't checked my – I every day up until then, I wake up, check, did they call it? No. I was like, okay. Uh, but I didn't check that morning because I was like – it was Saturday, right? And I was probably annoyed that I was getting ready for work at 8.30 in the morning, and I just started hearing cheers outside on my street and was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I, like, didn't – and then I didn't even get my phone. I just ran outside because I was like, that has to be what it is, right? Why would people be cheering otherwise? And people were, like, yeah, out on their balconies, like, opening their windows. There was a – one of my neighbors who I don't know who she is across the street was in a hot pink robe, banging on a pot, going, get your ass out. Get your ass out. Get your ass out. And it was, like, so special. And I just, like, cried and laughed. And I – I will never forget that moment. I I also just like wouldn't have expected uh, like that we would all just like need that and also need to share it. We've also been just so isolated for so long. There was feeling of like getting to celebrate something with Mm. people, even though there's like strangers. That was Mm -hmm. God, it was unbelievable. I was by myself and I was literally like dancing on the street with people. I didn't know. And I was like, who am I? I'm not this person, but I moved to be dancing with strangers right now. Yeah. Um, it was unbelievable. So that was a good day. That, that was, was a, a good really, day. We all just needed a good day. So that was a good day. Badly. And there, uh, we know there is so much more work to be done. Yeah. And we, we need to do that work and stay committed to that work. But damn, y'all, we needed a good day we really did and we can give ourselves that we needed a good fucking day mm-hmm. so that's cool god um, that's cool but just a quick reminder that if you're in georgia know anyone in georgia have family in georgia friends whatever 
there's going to be a Senate runoff. So everyone get involved. Everyone, everyone vote. Everyone get involved. My dad said he had looked into the – my parents live in Florida, and he told me he had looked into the residency requirements for Georgia to see if he could just, like, get an apartment for a short time in Georgia, which is insane. Um, that, like, and- is voter fraud that Republicans are trying to <laughs> – That yeah, My dad was trying to commit voter happening. fraud. Hey, look, Trump is right, and everything he's ever said is correct. Um, oh, Jesus Christ. But anyway, you can't. You can't do that. It, you need to be there for, like – a hundred and something days that makes sense so turns out actually it's kind of hard to commit voter fraud who knew who knew Uh, you know what else is hard watching scary movies in sammy's absence Mm -hmm. thank god we have a really special guest this week we have a really special guest um before I introduce our special guest, I am going to say what movie we're doing because we're really bad at saying what movie we're doing I feel like okay uh, it's mama the movie is Mama. It came out in 2013. It is uh, written and directed by Andy Muschietti. Damn, I hate names. I'm so bad at names. I um, know. I it know. stars Jessica Chastain, Nikolai Coster Waldo, Megan Carpentier. All these names are hard. <laughs> Isabel Nelis, Daniel Cash, Jane Moffat. And Javier Botet, or maybe nailed it, nailed it. I don't know that I did, but um, I know this name of our very special guest. Um, She, you know her, you love her. Again, not as much as me. It's Jessica Jardin. (laughs) (laughs) I truly have been like, hi guys, but I was like, I just watching this show <laughs> I know. Isn't it interesting? Like, that was like with zoom it truly is the feeling of like i was like if the show is talking to me I, I'm, I'm, on, in the team. What? I'm in the team now. i'm in it i've just been like oh they're so oh look how cute they are oh, that is a funny story and then it was like oh my god oh my god i'm in the I'm show i'm in the show <laughs> i'm here i'm here hi guys hi. Hey, we're so happy you're here we um, our paranormal activity episode is one of my favorite episodes that we've ever done. Oh. It's truly like the scariest movie I think we've ever done. Oh my god, it's so scary. I'm very honored. It's it's I mean, I picked it because it is a true like totem. Like it changed it's like changed my whole which I talked about on that episode. Like it it's the reason the door opened to watching. But it remains, I think, uh yeah, probably one of the scariest that and it was so scary to rewatch. Ugh. It's so spooky. Scary. It's so scary. Spooky. Well Jess, how are you? I mean, I'm great. I was just like enjoying hearing you guys talk about uh, Saturday and thinking, I mean, it was, yeah, it was just like a really good day and same thing. Just got to like run out into the street and, you know, it was like, uh, I think a thing I was thinking, I think we all thought there might be at some point in the pandemic, like some moment we all got like to run out in the street again Mm -hmm. and like we all got the vaccine or something, but there's this slow realization of like, no, it's not how it's going to work. And it's obviously gone on for so much longer. So it felt like the closest possible thing like Mm -hmm. that, like just that, like, and they're obviously so intertwined, but it was the same feeling of just like humans and everyone (laughs) making eye contact and like still not being able to like hug, Mm -hmm. but still just everybody kind of like jumping up and down at each other. And like, I, I live in Los Feliz and at the top of my street or one street over from Hillhurst, like one of the main streets and the 76 station there like became famous this, like landmark Mariah Carey even retweeted because there's video basically there was a car parked at the gas station that had um 
people dancing on. Oh, it. I saw um, this. In, I saw yeah, this. Yeah, including it's people the we know. Of that, 76. The Los, it's that's it's at the top of Hillhurst, and it's like that comedian Demi, and then Angela Trimber, and like people we know were just like they literally danced there on the top of this car for <laughs> hours, hours and hours and hours. And so there, and there was at one point somebody was playing "All I Want for Christmas Is You," perfect, and Mariah retweeted it, and I was like, that's oh! my gas station!" <laughs> and it was like, yeah. it was also very funny because we went on a walk later, like to see if people were still out, like once it got dark, and uh, it wasn't. People had left and gone home, and it was like after the speeches and stuff, and so everybody, you know, obviously wanted to see Biden and Harris speak, and um, it was so funny though that gas station literally looked like a college party. Like I, there were I'm pizza sure. boxes everywhere, and some sideways champagne bottles and confetti all over the ground like it was like whoa what happened <laughs> <laughs> like at a gas station it was so and the owner was like packing it all up and it was like we'd all just gone nuts i had champagne at like nine in the mm-hmm. morning you had a delivery which i i bet i, I bet delivery deliver. sales that day were through the roof yeah, and it was, but it's great though too because it's like I always feel bad in moments like that for the people who have to deliver it. But it was even like even the delivery guy was like, "Enjoy it!" And I was like, "Thanks, man!" Good like man. everyone was just so happy uh, and like, "Oh my god!" Our we had new neighbors that moved in across the way, and like it's a husband and wife, and they're very nice, but like very shy and almost like trembly, quiet, and always like, "Hello, hi, hello." <laughs> and like when we were leaving to go walk up to Hillhurst, they were coming back in, and they were like, "Hey, hi there!" <laughs> we were. Like, Okay. All right. Everybody's feeling it. They're like, it's great. How you guys are gonna love it? The neighborhood's alive. We were like, wow. Character transformation. Warmed up. Oh Uh, my god. It was just a really joyful day. It was amazing. Um. So yeah, I, I I think I'm still basking in that. Of course, like. Same as you guys, like falling into the like. Okay, okay. There's got to hang on a second. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it's nice to to take one little victory lap. I think so. I think um, we need it, and I think it I think it accomplishes nothing to deprive ourselves of that. No, and also just Democrats aren't used to being winners. We're <laughs> just sort of like losers. We're big losers. Um, and like we're big losers. It's part of being on the right side of history. And like uh, I I think it's a lot of effort to be a winner ever. Mm-hmm. And so my challenge is to like it's okay to be a winner. You don't have to be a bad winner. Or yeah, you but don't take have to be a shitty win, winner. man. But it's okay and important sometimes to be like a winner who won and to be like, yeah, I'm on the winning team because it's the right team. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and that I can feel, I could feel so much on like social media, like, yeah, let, let's, it's okay to be a winner for a second. It's okay. Like, that's not a bad thing. Uh, as long, and we'll just keep doing everything else. Yeah. But, anyways, that's my thought. I love it. I'm, <laughs> I'm so glad we all had the same experience. I feel like I, I, definitely did and then i went on social media like you said and i went on like twitter and i was like damn it twitter you're like, fucking no, thank up you. all my good feelings <laughs> i turned it i didn't look for the rest of the day because i was just like no i'm gonna take the win and i'm gonna also Smart like choice. you you know living in new york it's like I live in a big, stinky, nasty city 99.9% of the time. I'm going to enjoy, like, that is one of the few moments that I've lived, I live, I've lived here for, like, 14 years in LA. And it's like, that is, like, the most I have ever loved living in oh, the city. And it such was a like, good feeling. I'm not, like, that's a huge moment to feel like I live where I live because I'm surrounded by people who care about the things they care about and are excited and happy and, like, that's worth it. It like it's a, it's not just about like a far away concept. It's about like I live here for a reason yeah. because these are people who want to bring their kids out in the street and like celebrate and 
hang out of a car playing the trumpet playing god bless america oh. <laughs> like, it was so awesome. it was just like validating on many levels mm-hmm. uh because there are so many moments i think if you live in especially like in new york or la or that you're like why <laughs> especially in the pandemic you're like why though i know like this place i see so many sleeping. rats every day i'm like one with the rats they're so fat you guys they're huge they're just fattening up for winter it's wild <laughs> <laughs> I mean, bless them. I they're can't hold it against them. They're just, in New York, you know, they just have literal piles of garbage on every single street corner yeah. and rats just live in them. Like they're just in their it's garbage. It's an ecosystem like we built for them. Exactly. Yeah, we, built a, so you we built a home for rats. We built a city for rats. <laughs> Ratlantis. <did> <laughs> it's basically Ratlantis. That's right, everyone. It's cocktail hour, the best time of the week. This week, we will be making a drink that's called Dirty Mother, which is a fun name for what other people know as the brandy separator drink. This one is really easy to make. Um, Your ingredients are one and a half ounces brandy and three quarters of an ounce of coffee liqueur. To make it, you build the ingredients in an old-fashioned glass, add ice cubes, you stir well, and enjoy. That's it. Cheers. So, speaking of being really joyful and happy, I'm assuming that's exactly what this movie is going to be like. It's so joyful. It is so joyful. It's full full brim of joy um yeah i so i did watch it sort of i told jess i like i had it on I can't during the day while doing some other tasks i did the henley method essentially um Perfect. it was full okay. screen i will say that um great but, but also it's kind of like a dark like and like literally like dark visually movie it's a very dark dark so, like there talent. were some things that I just like couldn't see <laughs> like yeah. some of the scares Same. I was like oh oh okay because uh, I just like missed it <laughs> the glare was too much um, <laughs> so uh it wasn't I didn't find it to be I think if I had watched it under the correct circumstances I would have been appropriately scared but not over the top scared yeah um and I'm very curious Jess and honestly okay so the ma- main reason I watched it because Jess you did say you're like I could be the only one who watched it but like I'm not not gonna look at Nikolai Castro Waldo if I had Which, the opportunity how bonkers is that so I mean I saw this in the theater when it came out in 2013 and had that was not I I know Game of Thrones was on by then but I didn't watch Game of Thrones mm. and so for anybody who doesn't know he's now like the megastar Jamie what, I'm gonna, Jamie yeah Jamie from um Game of Thrones and he not only play he plays twin brothers. You get double, baby. You get double. So there's Ooh. double hunks. Uh, and it's like, but I truly, I remember it being like a Jessica Chastain vehicle and like some no-name guy playing her, you know, her partner. So it was so weird to go back and watch it. And I watched it with Betsy. Um, and because I, I think we saw it together when it first came out. And it was like such a huge reveal of like, oh, my God, that's the guy. <laughs> I did. I did not know. I, that. I do. I'm going to go out on a limb listeners and say of all the movies we have ever done. The all time hottest dad, hottest dad award. I I'm look, I was shocked at how like smoldering he is he in this movie. Is Ooh, maybe exciting. the most I have forgotten about him lately because you know I don't see him in yeah. things anymore. But I think maybe one of the most beautiful human beings who's ever lived. I'm with you. 
and and it's a very like it's a deeply empathetic oh, role. The it's man like, cares. It's, yeah, mm. he's a good dad. It's a lot. He's great. Ugh. And it's so exciting to be like, oh, no wonder you became a giant mega superstar because he's like great in this movie. And I'll just tip it just slightly. Not every actor in this movie is great. Uh-huh. So this- mm-hmm. <laughs> not every lead is great. Not in every this, lead so is great. And he- not every lead uh, looks great. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, I mean, I can devote the whole. Podcast oh, thank God! To that. Um, I, it's all I care so, about. Yes, why? Why this movie? I'm curious. Um, so, so this movie, I would I pick because I would say so for my personal trajectory. A lot of this hinges on our superstar friend, our our dream horror fanatic, uh, Betsy Sidara, mm-hmm. who I talked about when I did Paranormal Activity who very much opened the doors for me and sort of was has been my, like, Sherpa. And she sort of opened up this realm that I'm sure I talked about before that is very much my – what I like in terms of horror, which is more horror thriller. Mm-hmm. And it's that, like, this that Guillermo del Toro who executive produced yes. this. That, like, Guillermo del Toro, like, mystical, magical, like, spooky It's very thrill. Guillermo del Toro. It feels that way a lot. Yeah, and I was like, like I, w- I would describe it as more, even though that's not quite what this is, but like old Victorian house genre, like you know, spooky. house on a hill. Yeah, like it's just um, almost and tends to be more like period PC. Like the orphanage mm-hmm. is one mm-hmm. that I would put in that category. Mm-hmm. Um, just that like that kind of magical kind of feel to it. Um, and so this was one, but they don't come out that often. It's like a rarefied genre. It's like the James Wan. Um, uh, conjuring like those like kind of highbrow like beautiful horror films so there's just not that many of them and so the the ones that work and exist uh, I think are great so this was one that I remembered really really loving when it came out and so Betsy and I had rewatched it recently kind of to see if it held up and I thought it really did mm. like a lot more it was like better than I remembered it being um, and yeah I just think it's like and I also think that, and I'm sure we've, you guys spend probably a lot of time talking about this, but like, I think I'm also fascinated in like a, a cultural level at how much in, in a kind of like sad way, like motherhood and like loss of children mm. is like this constant theme in horror. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's so like obviously rooted in like our culture and like the way to explain like great horrible loss and like women who've historically like lost their minds mm-hmm. over like tragic loss but the way that like moms and babies and all that become these sort of like recurring images in horror and we like it's just there's like a normalcy to it but there's just this like actual reality that it's based in that i think is like so heavy but amazing in this and so this is kind of one that i think like falls in that category where it's just like a lot of layers that's yeah. so interesting because it's kind of like doing both things right like it's recognizing that being a mother is extremely difficult and emotionally taxing and if it you know goes badly can be extremely painful but then it also i feel like kind of continues to like other mothers you know like put them somewhere else like once you become a mother you're like a, a an entity in and of itself that the rest of us are like i don't know she's a mom so this one i think is like um handled with like a really deft touch even though there are some flaws but um and some pieces that don't age well but i think and also just like 
it's always fun when the central monster or like bad guy is just very scary and overwhelming to look at. And I think this is a, a good job. Very Guillermo del yes. Toro. Um, I don't really think there's much interesting trivia of note, except I will say that the screenplay is written by Andy Muschietti and his sister, Barbara Muschietti. I don't want to take Barbara out of the narrative. Um, yeah. So I, I'm just, I'm amending myself in that, my earlier statement. Um, I think the big, the biggest, wildest trivia is the vibe of Jessica Chastain in this movie. And I think <laughs> you just got to see it to know, Hen. So I think it's time we watch this trailer. Let's watch the trailer. Victoria and Lily were found in deplorable conditions. Their parents gone. Alone in the wilderness for at least five years. Hey, Victoria. How they survived is unexplainable. I'm your daddy's brother. Remember Uncle Luke? With a loving family environment. Victoria and Lily have a real chance at a normal life. You sure about this? Nope. You can call me that, or whatever you'd like. There's no way these girls are ready for this. <gasps> and there is no way that I'm ready for this. How have they been affected? They talk to the walls. And what do they say? Mama. It'll get better. Most of this reaction is Jessica Chastain's wig. I mean, there you go. The real star of the it's movie. The fact that anyone thought that was an okay choice is uh, – I almost couldn't pay attention to anything else. It's a huge strike. <laughs> like an, like on a, a level that I'm, I'm sure that person like moved out of Hollywood. Like whoever The wig – the full circle around the eye eyeliner. You didn't see, I don't think, Henley in this trailer, her very weird, like, full arm, like, octopus tattoo. It is. <laughs> what did they think they were well, doing? Is she, is she, I mean, we'll get into the film, but is she, like, supposed to be, like, an anti mother? Like, I don't, you know. Yeah. Like, she's, she's a rock and roll. She's a bass she's player and a bass. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's she's so cool. funny guys jessica chastain just isn't that person she's it's, a great actress no. but she's so not that well, person that is the biggest issue is that like 
the, honestly, she's bad. Yeah. It's a horrible <laughs> performance. It gets better as it goes, but it's just like a colossal miscast. It's a, yeah, it like, gets better as it goes because they put her in like normal clothes and sort of go like, anyway, forget about all that. Forget about that stuff before. That was weird, right? Like, that's when it starts working more, when it's like, anyway, and also she's just a regular lady. Just think of her as normal. Um, it's truly like, it's like a sketch character. Like, it is so jarring, and the rest of the movie is, like, so beautiful, so beautifully acted, so, like, gorgeously shot, and then there's just, like, a lady in a different movie that's, like, happening that you're like, where do you think you are right now? <laughs> oh, God! I hate kids. I want to rock. I missed my <laughs> like, band. Like, what's happening? Was Jessica Chastain like that famous in 2013? Because I wonder if this is one of those situations where they're like, oh, Jessica Chastain, that's just like a name. And we should just Absolutely. cast the I think best she was name the, we I think can. she was the name of the movie because I think Nikolai Custer-Wall was not at all yet. So I read I'm sure that she, she was, was like the big get. The first and only choice for this role, which once again what? is astounding. And here's the thing. She is a great actress. She is also stunning. And absolutely, it, it is, I'm going to say criminal on all fronts. <laughs> criminal, for sure. Uh, it's, it's this, thank you, I, it's the strangest thing. It is deeply strange. It's, you can't even call it an Easter egg, but it's my favorite thing to not point out about this movie and just let somebody enjoy. Like, you're like, wait, Wait, what's happening? Wait, <laughs> why? What's happening? And you're supposed to be waiting for like Mama and this terrifying creature to show up, and all you are watching is like the craziest choice by like a <laughs> uh, hair makeup wardrobe. Yep. <laughs> you're like a whole movie where a lady looks crazy and out of sync with she, the rest. That's of the also movie. The, she just looks completely out of sync with the rest of them. It's. And you know what? Well, We're not going to spend the entire yeah. podcast talking about it, but it is. I mean, I told you I would. Oh my gosh. It's really something. It is really <sighs> something. It's the bleakest time of the year. So you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet. So you get a box of the market's best quality wines, however often you'd like, for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County. And they've been around for 10 years and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker. So you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password 
to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary code and password too scary for $100 off your first six bottles. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. <laughs> oh my God, I'm excited to hear about this now. Yeah, let's do I it. Jess, I'm going to let you take the lead and I'll just pop in if you need me. Okay, okay, so... The way this story kicks off is, uh, and it is really, like, the whole palette is very, like, dark, and you can tell by, like, the colors and, like, what Emily was saying. Like, you feel, it's, it's, there are many parts where you're, like, not even sure what is in frame, mm. and it's, like, this wintry sort of, it looked like, it said it was shot in Toronto, but it's this sort of wintry looking uh, area, and basically it's set in the 2008 financial crisis. And so we learn that this stockbroker, stockbroker Jeffrey Desange, uh, has killed his business partners, his employees, and his estranged wife. Whoa! What um, the fuck? And the, and that is Nikolai Coster Wall. So, yeah, which is at first you're like, wait, what? And so he takes his two daughters. He has two young daughters, a three-year-old named Victoria and a one-year-old named Lily and it's like after having gone on this like spree um, and we don't really get like tons of details yeah we, we just, don't see uh, it happen we're like hearing we the news report it. as we it's see news, him get yeah. his daughter so it's like not okay. gory or bloody this- or any it's just like we know that it happened we know we're getting like the, the, the narrative chunk that like this guy killed, went on a spree and now he's grabbing his daughters and he's throwing them in to the car and driving and is like clearly very upset like you can I mean obviously he's like uh, out of his mind and he's driving and it's a this part is truly very scary like he's like driving really recklessly on the road um, and he's got the two little girls in the back seat and he's obviously like upset and he ends up uh, like a truck I forget exactly how the accident happens but he ends up like like, swerves yeah it's an icy road yeah yes and he so he drives off the road uh, and crashes the car with the girls in it, and they all survive, and they kind of like stumble out, but they're in these very scary woods, and it's snowy, and cold, snowy, cold. Uh, the car's undrivable; it's totally, totally wrecked. They've like gone over an embankment, basically. And as they are walking through, they find an abandoned. Cabin. Oh God! What oh, could here go we wrong? go. Here we and it is, go. It's horrifying. It's like a scary ass, perfect cabin in the woods. Like, and it's so great because there's like no driveway. There's no. It's just like in the middle like, of a forest. It's just this like cabin plunked down. Oh God! And they go 
into this cabin and it's like abandoned looking but it's also very funny and because i don't know what you thought it's like actually beautiful stuff inside you're like oh this is like a yeah nice it's like a fireplace and like it's like not bad <laughs> like it was cute but it's totally abandoned it's terrifying it's like filled with leaves and debris and like long abandoned and Oh, and one of the girls who wore glasses, she, uh, the older mm-hmm. daughter, she, her glasses broke. Oh, no. So she can't really, in the crash, so she can't really see, like, what is happening. And so he, they're in the house, there there's, doesn't appear to be anybody there. And, uh, and then he basically, he gets out his, they're, they're kind of just, like, ambling around, and then he gets out his gun, and he goes up, like, he's going to, and he p- puts it at the back of the older daughter's head, like, he's going to kill them and kill themselves, like, murder-suicide, but she can't see what's happening, she doesn't even know how close he is because of her glasses being gone, and then basically, like, right before... And it's like, it truly takes your breath because you're like, it's so quick into the movie and you're like, am I about to watch like a child get murdered? Like what is happening? And then this like shadowy black figure that you don't see, like kind of swirls and snaps his neck. Oh, wow. (gasps) And, uh, and the kids are like then next to the fire and, and you see like a cherry get thrown at them. And so but all you know is that they survived, that he didn't kill them, and that something killed him. And they're three years old and one year old. So is she, like, walking yet, or is it, like, an infant? It's like a baby. Not really walking. They, she's, like, plopped in front of the fire. Wow. Um, and being, like, wow. then, yeah, yeah, like, held by her older sister, and they're just, like, sitting in front of the fire in this empty cabin. Yeah, and they get a little cherry, and then we do, like, the opening credits, right? Yes. Yeah. <gasps> that sounds right. Wow. Spooky. Um, so it's like, yeah, so it's spooky. All we know is these little girls are alone, we think, in this cabin. Who knows? Um, and then and then it's five years later. And I can't I should I don't remember exactly what the So next, the next the next scene, scene is. is um we we see uh Nikolai again. He is the twin brother. His name is Luke. So he, there we're in go. his apartment. He is cool as hell. He's like, it's like an artsy little apartment. <laughs> he like wears glasses. He's got longer hair than his brother. He's the cool twin. He's the, He's cool, the cool brother. Twin. Hell yeah. Um, he takes Already a phone cooler, call. cooler probably because he hasn't murdered, tried to That's murder suicide. That's really what makes him cooler. Uh, <laughs> that might be yeah, it, no yeah. murders as far as we know. Um, he takes a call from a guy named Burnsy. Um and he's like, any news? And the prince is like, we're going to check. We're going to check this perimeter zone uh, one more time. And he's like, OK, great. Thanks. Uh, hangs up. And his girlfriend, who is the least normal looking woman on Earth, uh, <laughs> sort of like laughs at him and is like, oh, Burns is going to check the area again. Like, it's been five years. What, like, what's he going to find? You know how you laugh at your boyfriend who's uh, obviously obsessed with finding his missing nieces? Yeah, yeah right. So funny. Ha ha. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Well, she doesn't care about things like that, though, right? She's no, a cool. She does not. She's, ve- she's in a band. She's very cool. She's cool, cool, cool. And that's like truly like that is when you meet like 
and and truly like they're they never really make sense as a couple like that's what is so strange like they're so jarringly like not a fit like (laughs) just the way that they even look together yeah he has this almost like professorial startup guy vibe like the way they dressed him and then it's it's like wild rock and roller girlfriend (laughs) and like that's my big beef with it is it's like her performance is also just so like (laughs) yeah right yeah yeah it's like uh, i don't know that there is a woman like that in the world like not let alone in this movie i just don't think that's a person I it does not feel like a person who's ever lived unless she was like in witness protection and was like trying to be a different person. <laughs> yeah, the real the story of this movie of is acting. that her character is actually a woman in witness protection. Wait, that's actually so funny to try to describe someone's acting as being like they were acting like they were in witness protection. Like that's what it felt like. <laughs> It's like it truly would have made sense to me more than the, than it, like if they were like sorry I know this was like sticking out the whole movie but this was actually a different lady in this movie world. Yeah. Oh my god, I Jessica like, Chastain! I know you're listening. I'm so I'm sorry for being so wonderful. so hard. Of- Which she is so wonderful. I think that's, yeah, that's why I feel so confident shredding the performance <laughs> is because she is so talented and everybody has a Look, misstep. They put I, you if, imagine getting the role and thinking it's a normal lady and then you see the wig and wardrobe and you're like oh okay i'm this woman like maybe she just was doing the trying she to do the wig justice she wasn't set up for success here it wasn't fully her no, fault no. she wasn't set up no. for success she was not set up for success and she was misdirected yeah. i think on all fronts but it is just like you see her and you're like and i remember seeing in the theater and being like oh jessica chastain is like the lead and like her coming on screen and seeing the wig and being like Oh, okay. <laughs> Here we, Here we go. go. So she appears. Um, oh, by the way, her name is Annabelle. Um, Annabelle. Annabelle and Luke. Lucas. Yeah. Um, but then we cut to Bernsey, right? Yes. Um, who is the... Wait, is Bernsey the doctor? No, Bernsey's, no, Bernsey's like... It's Sorry, basically we don't... It, we, oh, it's the, the guy it's who the, um, is like searching who they, the area. Yeah, the search party guy. So there's like clearly these people for five years have been going out and searching all these different corners. And they so we find the cabin. Ooh. Which I guess they'd not found before in any of their searches. Because it's a magic. It's a magic cabin. It might be. I don't know. Uh, And the car is there too, They see the crashed car first. They see the car. Oh, finally. Okay. Um, Yeah. So they go into the cabin. Um. It's very spooky and dark. They're like sort of wandering around. It's daytime, but it's like dark in this cabin, obviously. And they're like wandering around. We see a little like figure. And we <laughs> look up and one of the girls is like crouched like on top of a shelf, like knees up to her <laughs> shoulders, like little spider monster. And they're like covered in dirt. And we see the other little girl and they're like, Full creatures. They're like, they've been living in this cabin alone for five years. And they're like, five little years. creatures. And they're like, dirty. And they like, I think they like, screech at them. They're like, Cat! like, they're like, yeah, they don't want to see people. Um, Oh, my they're God. full little monsters. And they it's great the way it's shot. They're like, truly like skittering around. Yeah, you like think it's going to be the like a monster. And it is just like the, the girls. And they're like, freaky. You- and I remember, like, truly, do you like you're like doing the math, and you're like, oh my god, like a 
five-year-old and you know like to actually just five-year-old and i guess an eight-year-old now right and like the big question mark is of course like how yeah how did they survive (laughs) it has something to do with that cherry that was tossed to them it might have something to do with that cherry Mm-hmm. Um, and the next important bit of information is we we cut to like they're being studied by a doctor, but I it's not important to the plot, but it is important to our plot, which is first we see Jessica Chastain in band practice playing the bass, <laughs> loving it, oh, yeah. um, and then uh, Luke like comes in and is like they found them. Um, so yeah, so then we're watching the girls. It's so I truly don't mean to make the podcast about all of. There's this, no but way it's not like, to. It, it's truly like this thing, like even the way she talks to her band, I think she's smoking and stuff too. And it's like, she is, it's literally like somebody had never met a musician before and like <laughs> or a woman and was just, or a woman, yeah, or a woman that the concept was being stitched together in their mind of like, what if it's like a woman, but she like rocks, <laughs> but she's like tough. She's tough. But the, when she talks to her bandmates, ooh, look out! Look out like, man. It's just like so. It's bizarre. It's such a bizarre choice. Like, yeah. I, anyways, yeah. But so then we're observing the daughters. We meet Dr. Gerald Dreyfus, uh, who is, yeah, we're kind of getting to look at them through, like, what's it called? Like a two-way mirror kind of we thing? We have an ongoing argument about whether I it's wasn't, a two-way I mirror or a one-way mirror. I was going to wait for you to say it, Jess, because I wanted to know what you thought. And you said two-way mirror. And you know what, Jess? What's the debate? What's the well, debate? Well, I would say you're 100% correct. So I personally feel like it's one-way mirror. Mm-mm. It's a one-way right. mirror because the mirror only goes one way and i say every mirror only goes one way this is a mirror that works two ways <gasps> okay here's my vote both are and right and you know what just we've that... done this before and the answer is both are right we've lo- both literally right. looked Be- it up and because both are right i would say the only thing is that i'm right more and emily's right more only because it's i know it and have heard it called a two-way mirror more but, and thought the same thing as you henley and been like that's kind of a weird way to describe what it does but i think it is still technically it, or is it called a one-way it is mirror also, also called a one-way mirror it is okay. so that's what i'm both both yeah so that's what i'm thinking i feel like in like law and order and like those shows i feel like they call it a one-way mirror i think they call i think no one ever made the choice we have no uh, one made the fucking choice again the whole podcast will be about this we've already done a whole podcast about this it's like a glitch in the fucking matrix where nobody chose and now it's just like both are true both. i don't know no both, both. both it's exist. like that um what is what's that term it's like it's it's not the butterfly effect there's a word the mandela effect where it's like the bi- yeah, the Berenstein Bears, yes. like that one, where it's like you've you've have you heard this? No, movie? what's the Mandela there's effect? Like these things, it's there's a couple examples that are will truly make you feel crazy. Where it's like the example that's often given is like I know the Bernstein Bears, like the Bernstein Bears are the book is the book series I grew up on that I can imagine the cover, and if you go look at the cover of the book, it's B E R. I think it's B-E-R-A-N-S-T-A-I-N. It's like Berenstain Bears. And it's like enough of a spelling difference that it's like everybody, that's not the same word. It's like said wrong. But your whole childhood, like I can imagine exactly how it looked my whole life on those kids books. And it was not that word. It was not that name. But that's the name. That's so weird. 
There's a couple exam- examples like that. Is it the Mandela effect? I think Adam? it is. That is, it is? That, like people will swear that that Mandela died in prison, but he did. Like there's like two theor- two things that people will swear are yes, facts right. about how Mandela died, and like it. Oh man, it's weird. It's a yes, false, okay. yeah, yeah, false memory it phenomenon. Is, yeah, a yes. false memory. Uh, and there's a couple different examples. And there's another one that's about like people swear there was a movie in the 90s called Shazam starring Sinbad. And that's not real. Wait, yeah. I, I, wait I totally like the, feel like that's a thing. Is that not no, a thing? No, that movie doesn't yes. exist. Wait, okay, why do we all I'll think I'll just, that's a thing? Because the it's Matrix just this, man? It, that's, the scenario is named the Mandela effect by the self-described paranormal consultant. This connects to you guys. Fiona Broom, after she discovered that other people shared her false memory of the South African civil rights leader, Nelson Mandela, dying in prison in the 1980s. The shared false memory is really due to a so-called glitch in the matrix, or is there some other explanation? Um, so it is literally this idea of, like, how do all of us have, like, a shared misunderstanding, but the same shared misunderstanding? It's weird. Um, so anyways, it's very, very weird. So uh, let's throw one and two-way mirrors in there because I think it feels the, it feels it does. the same. It does. I think least. you're right. <laughs> wow. Okay. Back to mama. Back to mama. <laughs> okay. Back to mama. Yes. Um. So the so they're in this welfare clinic under the watch of Gerald, Dr. Gerald Dreyfus. And we learn that they're referencing mama. We don't know what that means yet. But they're like very hostile basically like they're truly feral they're like very completely feral and you're kind of watching them through the one two or three way mirror and they look like they're like little animals running around um and so then uh the uncle goes in and at first there so nikolai nikolai right nikolai kosterwall um it's like a fun one to just i know say. Mm-hmm. Oh, i just like saying even though i don't think I'm even i don't think i'm it saying right. it but i love that but i love it I just like saying it and then thinking of his face. Mm. Um, face. But he goes in. So remember, so now they're like seeing, you know, so it's this confusing moment for them. Because it's like their dad. He looks like their their dad. dad. So at first they're like, they're, they're, they're aggressive. They're not, they're scared of him. And he's like slowly trying to warm. And then he gives Victoria, the older uh, daughter, uh, glasses. And so she like, can finally see because now also remember it's been five years she's had no glasses wow and she sees him and it's like a very emotional moment where she's like (gasps) and like hugs Mm -hmm. him Mm. she also she's older and she was older when they they doctor says like she has her vocabulary still she's like gotten a lot of it back the younger doesn't have much at all um because she was yeah we don't really know what the younger's yeah she's a little weirder um and is kind of my favorite true little weirdo of this movie like but it should be a side note is like these children these children give like some of the most incredible performances so like i could have. and the younger daughter these kids are unbelievable she says very little in the movie like very little actual dialogue she doesn't speak english yeah. this actress at least not at the time of the movie <gasps> so they also what? that's also why they gave her very little dialogue because she doesn't speak english that makes so much sense and is it's so cool uh because yeah she's tasked with tasked with this really strange little character of this like yeah she's she's 
truly this like wild little child. That's so impressive. Ooh, it's cool. Oh my god, it's amazing. I just also like child acting. I just can't. I like how do they do especially it? In a movie like this, like how do they do it? How? 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 Um, so we learn that the the Dr. Dreyfus is uh is going to like the, basically agrees to support uh Lucas, the uncle, and Annabelle. Uh they've asked for custody and he's going to support them having custody of the girls uh against the claim of custody from their maternal great aunt gene mm. um and the ask is just that the doctor can like continue to monitor mm-hmm. the girl's progress as they like uh acclimate um and and so we learn and it kind of feels crazy you're like these kids are like clearly not ready to go into a normal home like i i and in rewatching it it's like mm, i think we could have used just a little more explanation why we're like sending well, them it, home. and they say it's been like 90 days but even uh, three months <laughs> that's like a third of the pandemic like excuse me i'm not ready to go in someone's home um it, and like yeah i think it's a very funny thing how like eager luke is to like i mean it's his family and it's his brother's kids but it's also like buddy like you're about to take in two feral children and jessica chastain's character i mean the wildest woman in the world is the only she's like I, this i don't like what <laughs> like no i don't so it's this. like this very strange thing because you're like if Jessica Chastain's character, at the, like at once, and especially in rewatching it, you're like, it's why I wish it was like a more connective performance because it is pretty crazy to imagine that you you're dating a guy <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then this happens and you are not married <laughs> and you live together, but you're like, you know, I think she's supposed to be a younger person and you're dating, you're not. You're, and then suddenly his like nieces, his feral nieces come to live with you. <laughs> I'm like, on the one hand, I am like sympathetic. Yeah. Like she definitely knew that they were out there, but like that's pretty weird, you know? And that's why I wish like the performance is so tough because you're like, I, I get that being a, a, a lot. <laughs> like if you, if like you guys were hanging out, one of you was like, "Ah, oh, my boyfriend's feral nieces are going to move in with us." You'd be like, "Whoa!" And, and you guys aren't even married. And it's not just feral either. It's like also extremely suspicious and mysterious how the hell they survive yes. yeah. out there. Exactly. And like, it's and also scary. Having survived like trauma, traumatized. Before. Yeah. Yeah. These children shouldn't be living with these people. They should not. No. Um, but, but they do. But they bring them home. They bring anyway. them home um, and act as if it's very normal to do so. And then I think we're just like settling in, right? I don't. Does anything? Yeah. Immediately, it's clearly like a little bit easier for the older daughter, Victoria, and like Lily is just like truly. Feral. She sleeps under the bed and on the floor. She like won't sleep in her bed. Yeah. And, and and they have the, a room that they share together, the two sisters. And, and it's like this beautiful house, um, two-story house. And the girls have this like shared room. And they do a really nice job. It's very Guillermo where it's like, even though it is sort of like a more, you know, modern house. It's not like some spooky old mansion. It's like lit in kind of like dark corners and weird ways. And like you never really, you never feel at ease in this house and like the layout of the house. And it does just feel like... Uh, like a, a strange space to begin with it's like never warm really mm-hmm. and inviting but yeah like they're trying to basically like m- figure out how to welcome the girls into the home um and we know that 
like Annabelle is like struggling with and even when the girls come into the house she's like you know call me Annabelle and clearly is all is like put off by the idea of like stepping into some mom role Mm -hmm. um and that it's like not really her vibe because she wants to rock Mm -hmm. the girls are still sort of talking to mentioning mama a lot and like talking about mama and are kind of weird and at, at one point uh What's her name? Annabelle and Luke are like, you know, they're letting off some steam. They go to start having sex and she oh. thinks she sees someone outside their room and like freaks out and is like, someone, someone's here. Um, And he starts poking around. No, nobody's here. And she's like, what am I? So I'm like crazy. No, there's like somebody in the house. So she, he's like, go st- check on the girls. I'll go look downstairs and then i believe we get this sort of like dark spot on the wall he's right he's going to look he sees a moth inside his house a big yes. big moth oh there's a lot, a of, lot moths of moths in this Ugh. um and it draws his attention to like yeah this weird dark spot in the middle of the wall and it's basically like this sort of and you kind of see this a couple times it's 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 very again very Guillermo this sort of like it's almost hard I like it's like kind of like a growing dark stain like a live looking thing um and it becomes this sort of motif as the movie goes on these sort of like dark like living kind of holes almost in the walls and uh, and I believe Mama like flies yeah, out of he's, it. He's like entranced and, by it, and then yeah, Mama just like crawls her way out. And you still—it's like again, you haven't really seen what this is. We don't know what Mama is exactly yet. It's just like dark and wispy and, and spidery fingers and floaty. Like it's—they do a really nice job of holding off on the kind of like what is the actual shape of this thing. But it—he's upstairs, and it throws him backwards and he like flies over the rail and ends up uh like unconscious like on the bottom of the the bottom floor so he's like been severely hurt like mama like flew him backwards and he ends up in the hospital oh no in he's in a coma coma. oh no oh my god she's all alone she's a single mom now (laughs) Jesus. So now imagine you're catching up with your girlfriend and she's like, yeah, my boyfriend's feral nieces. I've moved in. Also, he's in a coma. Now it's me. It's just and me. the feral girls. Oh, my God. How is she going to have time for her band now? Well, she already doesn't have I time mean, the- for her band. She's back to wearing normal woman clothes like sweaters. Oh, yes. she's transitioned? That- she's transitioned That's already. a very funny point that Emily makes is like they very clearly like – uh, and it's why again like these kind of like not to make it like academic but it is sort of like they kind of like momify her mm-hmm. from her like bad rock and roll thing and it's all about sort of like these costumes on women you know like yeah now she's not out there in the world trying to do that she's becoming a mom <laughs> you know and it's like me, I, I hated her first vibe and outfit to begin with clearly but it's still just a funny choice to kind of try to like soften like, her she you hasn't know? had like, time to shop so where's the new wardrobe coming from (laughs) where are all these sweaters from and i will say it's it's we begin like this sort of next chapter of the movie that's really about annabelle and the girls Mm -hmm. and mama um and i it's great i do miss lucas like i know know, i was like like, oh shoot is he out of the movie now because i 
Okay. I'm bummed about I mean, that. It kind of is. Kind of is. For, for, for all intents and purposes, it becomes really... And this is where you see Chastain, like, do a lot of heavy lifting, you know? Because mm-hmm. it really is, like, her responding um, and, and really dealing with the girls and, and the house and all of it by herself. But, uh, yeah, we kind of unfortunately lose, like, the hunk factor for, yeah. for a minute. And I, I feel like, too, um, it's important to know, even though, like, nothing really happens big time until that, that scare with him, like... There's a lot of weirdness of, like, the girls looking off at things that we don't really see. There's, like, weird whispery set. Like, it feels very ominous. We're very aware that, like, something is up, even though nothing big like that has happened yet. Like, the girls are yeah. still being really weird. <laughs> like, that's important <laughs> to note. Okay. Noted. So the doctor, meanwhile, has been, like, having oh, yeah. sessions with Victoria, the older one. She's really the only one who's, like, verbal. Um, and so he's having sessions where he hypnotizes her and has been asking her, like, who is mama? Are you mama? Was mama with? Like, just trying to get information on, like, what mama is. And I don't know where in your notes this happens, Jess, but we get she tells him a story of, like, who mama is. Yeah, we get like in hypnosis, we kind of get this this like base understanding of like mama has taken care of them, you know, that like loves them. And like we but it still is this sort of like we definitely don't quite understand what it is. We just have sort of like mama's jealousy Mm. is sort of like framed up basically. Mm -hmm. Um. And then I think we get to this like nightmare that Jessica Chastain finally has mm-hmm. in the in the dream we see Mama's past, where this woman is like in it's like all kind of like scattery, old timey looking, and she's been like a woman's like in an insane asylum, and it's kind of shot like POV style, mm-hmm. like we're seeing it through the woman's eyes, and she's having like a baby yanked away from her. And by these, like, nuns, these, like, scary nuns. It's all, like, scary old asylum-y. But we're seeing, like, a woman in these, like, skinny, weird little arms, like, have, like, the baby getting yanked away. And then we see that same, like, POV, and she's, like, escaping the asylum and stabs the nuns, Mm -hmm. right? And she, like, stabs the nuns and grabs the baby back and uh, flees like goes running and you're seeing like all of this like foot like again it's it's so jarring because it's like (gasps) and you're like watching this woman like running we assume and that she's being chased by like men like a group of men like people are chasing her and chasing her and then she arrives at this cliff with this like outcropping and the people are getting closer and getting closer and she's holding the baby and she jumps oh like off the cliff and she hits a branch, like, on the way down, right? Yep. And that's where the, like, visual stops. Like, that's how, how she that's died, where it ends. essentially. Or, like, yeah, we just stop seeing that. Ooh, spooky. So there, so this mama creature is not their actual mama. No, which I also at the beginning back. thought was like, oh, it's their mama. No. Right. Um, Different mama. No. Different mama. And Victoria, we've learned, knows this story, too. She has at some point set, told to Dr. Dreyfus, Mama was in a hospital for sad people and they and they took her baby and Mama took the baby back and drowned in the river. Um, mm. And he was like, how would, what? Like, what, what story is that? <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, 
So yeah. So now I feel like at this point we've gotten each the dream and Victoria's narrative. So we're like, okay, so that's Mama. Like we now we've seen that this has to be Mama. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so now, uh, so so at this point, basically, it's and it's sort of unclear if like Mama sort of like incepted the dream into uh, Annabelle or like how she got the dream, but like she she saw all of this too. Um. And then at that point, I think she calls Dr. Dreyfus, right? And 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 tells him about her dream mm-hmm. and and asks him to go investigate um, and try to, like, gather up some more information. Um, and so he goes on his own little, like, fact-finding and mission. And it seems like and- he's, like, keeping stuff from us. We don't know that we really trust him. His, like, mm-hmm. need to keep observing the kids and, like... He he does this like fact finding about Mama, but meanwhile is telling Jessica Chastain like, don't worry about like she's probably has I think she has like multiple personality disorder. Like he's like doctoring uh, or like being very like doctory and like oh it's fine I'm on it, but like is doing research about who this woman could be. Right, you definitely get this feeling that the doctor is not like certainly not looking out for Jessica Chastain and Luke's Lucas's like best interest or the yeah. girls, you know, that like I think it is supposed to be kind of this idea of like, oh my god, what his research He's like just so fascinated like, by these girls, but doesn't yeah, not caring for them. The, not caring for them and not really giving like the full picture to um I just keep interchanging. Like, we, do it every ep- we do it every episode. Oh, <laughs> yeah. She's Jessica Chastain. Jessica yeah. Chastain, the woman in witness yeah. protection. Yes. Protected. Um, and so he goes, I think, to like, uh, he basically ends up finding in like, it's not a library. It's like the like, I don't know. records office. The like county yeah. records where there's like a lady with and a long gray beard who loves a to study the records. <laughs> A wonderful cameo by like one like a true dream character Perfect. actress. One of these like yes, I run the town records and I know a lot. <laughs> oh, and she's spooky. I want to go to a town we, records and do right? research so badly. Oh, <sighs> it's beautifully done. But yeah, we we like we learn uh, th- there's a box there, right? And like. Uh, yeah, I don't think we've gotten the box yet, but she does say, oh, she's like, there have no, there haven't been any, um, cause I guess his first thought is that, that this is a, this woman, this, what is alive yes. and escaped to yes. the cabin with the girls and that's who took care of them. Mm. She's like, their only right. asylum that was here was in 1887 or something. And there is a woman <laughs> with the exact same story that they have told from that asylum at that time. And it's like, ex- it's like right nearby where that cabin is. Um, mm. So it's like, oh, spooky, spooky. Oh, spooky. <laughs> yeah. So we learned that this is like a real woman mm-hmm. uh, who lived, and that I think we're like piecing together, like who is Mama? You know, this is like a real lady. Yeah, and we get a lot of moments, especially when now that Jessica Chastain is like alone with the girls. Like, um, there's one moment I don't know exactly when it happens, but we see. like down the hall we see jessica testing is like holding a hamper full of laundry and we see um through the cracked door in the girl's bedroom lily the younger one is like playing like tug of war with a blanket and is like laughing and we can't see who's on the other side we assume it's their sister and she's like playing tug of war and then we see down at the end of the hall the sister behind jessica chastain um 
It's a great edit. It's a really like well done edit. It's really. so great. Oh my god, who's and in she, there? And like Jessica <laughs> Chastain goes to like go in that bedroom, and Victoria stops her and is like, "Um, you need to go uh, look at something outside." Like she doesn't. We're getting the vibe that Victoria is has a different feeling about Mama than Lily does, and also doesn't want Jessica Chastain finding out about Mama, getting near Mama. She's like trying to keep them separate. Yeah, there's like a part where Jessica Chastain like is about to like or go like the closet seems to be in the girls room where maybe mama is or hides. Uh, And there is, yeah, another scene where she's like going to open it and Victoria is like, no, you know, like, you know, kind of pushes back on it and like doesn't want her to. So you're you're also seeing like Jessica as like Jessica Chastain is like momming more that there's like she's softening and like there's like a warmth more to her and the girls and like clearly she's like bonding with them Mm -hmm. a little bit more Mm -hmm. um and you can feel like victoria like worrying yeah as like as that's happening mama's getting jealous mama doesn't like this yeah so we're we're getting the idea victoria's trying to keep her away keep Jessica Chastain, uh, the actress, away from Mama. Um, and she, at one point, is in the bathroom crying. And uh, and Aunt, I'll say Annabelle comes in and is like, you know, is everything okay? And she goes, I don't want you to get hurt. And she says, uh, no, I'm not I'm not going to get hurt. I'm, I'm totally fine. Um, and she goes, she gets jealous. Mm. And uh, Jessica Chastain goes to try to like hug her or put an arm around her or like help her with be motherly essentially. And Victoria is like, "No, you can't, you can't," and like doesn't let her mother her. Mm. Um, so we're getting pretty pretty clear indication that Mama is and like and then she like looks to the door which is ajar and it's just like very dark and shadowy. We don't see anything there, but Victoria clearly sees something there. Um, so yeah, Mama is watching and Mama does not want them to have another mama see it's complicated, it's complicated. right it's, complicated. it's like a stepmom mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. you know like cool I, new rocker ooh, stepmom and- where was she when we were all in the cabin <laughs> there you go and she's a lot younger than a woman from the a lot younger. so um okay so basically dr dreyfus now like believes that you know um that mama is real and he obtains custody of uh the of like in this box he ends up getting like what is actually like the corpse of the the baby like the skeleton it's like in the county records office and what it's in the county records and they they explain it away the woman's like i i do you believe in ghosts and he says no and she's like well i think you know human remains don't belong in like a a government building um but i guess it's what that's where like any unclaimed corpses go yeah it's it's so it's like we're basically meant to understand that like what you know when they hit the branch when she jumped like the baby was snagged on the branch and this and and hung there and stayed and so when Mm. you know when mama fell like that this is the baby that died and it is sort of like creating this narrative of like oh she's like searching Mm -hmm. for the baby and so here is like what you know what she's searching for like the ghost is searching the woods for years uh and looking for her child and then you know found these other kids found these other kids as substitutes 
Um, okay, going back to my notes. Sorry. Um, and so he, I can't remember how Dr. Dreyfus uh, like connects up with the cabin uh, and how he gets to the cabin. Forgive my bad note taking. I, I, yeah, I don't think it's necessarily all that clear, but I, I think he knows where the cabin is because it's probably public, like where the girls oh, were the found. Girls. Yes. So he decides to go right. search the cabin um, on his own. And would you believe it? The man chooses to do it after dark. Ugh. At night! Emily, this was the big, this was the other big thing. Sir, you know there's a ghost, first of all. (laughs) An angry ghost. Um, It's the middle of the cold woods. You went alone, you told no one. You told no one you've gone to a cabin that, again, we don't understand how you could even get to. There's no driveway. There's no... Presumably only by crashing off of a road, like, a (laughs) mile above. (laughs) And he goes to the cabin at night. I mean, look, for effect and thrills and chills, chills do I love it? Absolutely. But in the the idea, it's a bit of a plot hole. Why a, yeah, like a well-regarded. Even if, I was like, like, okay, it took him a long time to get to the cabin. But like, you leave at the crack of dawn, my friend. Like, you go early. (laughs) So it's just like a flashlight. Yeah, not even like a lantern. Excuse me, a single flashlight. It's like a little wussy flashlight. And we are back at this terrifying cabin. And I, and I should clarify. I mean, like, when I said it looks, like, nice inside, it's not nice inside. It is a hellhole. It's terrifying. It's just that you can tell it it's has the remains. It, it's the vintage shopper, the flipper. Yeah, You can tell that the bones are good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that it is a terrifying cabin. Um, and so, yeah, so then he's... Uh, poking around this scary ass cabin, uh, and is this where we see the pile of cherry seeds? Where are we? Yes, has, did we? No, see yeah, that? He, he sees like a pile of cherry pits, um, which is, I guess, like all the girls were eating. They eat. They lived off of cherries for five years. No, no. Yes, so it's this like connective thread where we had seen at the beginning this cherry getting like lobbed from the darkness towards the little girls after when they like first arrived. And now we see these like, I cannot describe to you how big these piles are. Like mountains, I mean, five years of human sustenance. Which is also like, hey, the woods are right outside. Toss that pit outside. (laughs) <laughs> this is where you live. survive by just eating cherries i i wondered the same i just remember it as being like a shocking reveal where you're like she fed them cherries and where the hell did she get these freaking cherries <laughs> from i guess it's the woods okay it's just the woods okay okay um, yeah. um but he starts to but- see or like feel that mama is there like he becomes aware that mama is in the cabin with him and he starts talking to her um and it's like yeah. i know i know what you want like i i i have what uh, what you need what you're like seeking um referencing the baby and then she murders him <laughs> okay yeah i was like okay. then, that makes sense then she just sort of like uh, jumps at him. oh oh no we get this cool thing which we've t- several movies we've done lately have done this where he also so he has a stupid flashlight and a camera Oh, oh yes! Oh my so God, he's taking pictures oh. to see where she is, and so the only light we get is flash, flash. And so you're like, just I'm just like, where's when's Mama gonna pop out? And we get like bits mm-hmm. and like we get a picture, and you see like a wisp, and another picture, and a little bit more, and then a flash, and she's like in his face, and just like devours him, and he is dead. 
He got mama. He got mama. And we got a um, decent glimpse of mama at this point, I feel. Yeah, this is, I think, like the most we really see mama. Um, and yeah, and it and it's very She's scary. a very it's scary like, lady. She's scary lady. She's like a kind of dark, very like uh kind of and it's amazing to me the idea of like the kind of the actor like and I think it makes a big difference in this movie and for all these movies that it's not like I mean, clearly there's a lot of CGI and all of that, but that it's clearly also like a spindly, crazy like actor yeah. actually like moving their shoulders and like being the, the this like physical embodiment and for me at least as a viewer that makes such a difference that it we're not just i'm not that interested and excited by like monster cgi ever um and you can feel this like practical effect like rooted in in all of these like kinds of movies mm-hmm. i feel like so yeah when you see mama even though it's obviously like not a human human it feels a lot more like human reminiscent you know mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Dreyfus. Dreyfus is Dunzo, Dunzo. So, doc, so the, we can feel like the the heat is rising. You know, like we're reaching like a boil. Like Mama is like fired up, mm-hmm. right? And so then we get to the the aunt, yes, mm-hmm. Aunt right? Jean, who comes who comes to visit. And now, and they they I will say for myself, and maybe I mean feel differently. They don't really super explain, or at least I missed, like, the family dynamic, or it's a piece that kind of gets cut out. But this aunt clearly wanted custody, we, le- mm. we learned earlier, over um, Lucas and and the girlfriend. And so there, she's very suspect. She's very, like, hoity-toity and has, like, a very dismissive air. Um, uh, and so she shows up at the house to see the girls, mm-hmm. I believe. Okay, so yeah, we've missed one thing, which is okay. Um, so as as like yeah, I think I think the doctor has been killed by Mama. We've had more interactions with Mama, like lurking in the house. Um, we get to the hospital where um, Lucas is still in a coma, and right. in his coma, he like opens his eyes and looks over, and he sees it's like he's. It, it, like inside a dream but he's like it, it, him in his hospital bed and like looking and seeing a scene and it is like this tunnel on this like forest road and he looks and sees his brother who's like hunched over and like gross and like you know looks like has kind of has like yeah like a hanging arm and is like you know corpsey um, Emily's doing a really good job. I, I wish, wish you, yeah, I, I'm bad. This is like not a visual medium, obviously. Um, but I'm doing a really good job. Uh, and he, go, and he like says to Lucas, he's like, go to the cabin, save my daughters. And then, uh, we see in the hospital on the like monitor being typed, mama, 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 mama. And then he, Lucas, starts having a seizure and like, and all the doctors come in and are like, he's seizing and like tried. And then he wakes up from his coma. Um, And so, yeah. So then Jean uh, comes to visit the girls and Jessica Chastain had forgotten that it was the day that she was coming. And so, you know, the house is yeah. messy. She's obviously single momming. Um, she's doing, she's her, doing best, her best. Her, her boyfriend was in a coma. She saw him fall <laughs> down the of- fucking stairs and then go into a coma. And she has feral children in her house. I'm so sorry that the house isn't pulled to together. Clean for Eugene. Oh my god. 
Sorry, Jean. Um, but Jean's like nah. looking for trouble, and the girls are like dirty, <laughs> and are, I'm bruised. But like how I, yeah, they they look like shit. They look like shit because <laughs> they look like shit because they're crazy and they're feral, and they like also one of them, the younger one, eats paper. Yeah, non-stop. she like doesn't eat real food. She doesn't speak almost ever. Um, I feel like a couple times we've maybe seen she'll like wake up in the middle of the night and wake up Victoria and go like Victoria, Mama, come. I'm like that's yes. like all it does she feel ever like says. We kind of learned that like the rhythm is is that like at night because again, so Victoria like sleeps in her bed and then um uh what's the younger Lily? Name? Oh my god, I'm blanking on her name. Lily, Lily like literally sleeps underneath the bed under her. Oh like she's god. just see her at one point wild. like putting Victoria's hair in her mouth to like try to eat her hair. She's a little she weird. She has not it's quite great, adapted to life in a home. As a human. And by the way, I feel like we might have skipped this at the beginning. I think she doesn't do this anymore. But at the beginning, when they first, like, Victoria walks, has always walked upright. But Lily walked on all fours. Oh, well, we did miss that. <laughs> yes. She, like, wild. is a full little feral. And so at the beginning, she's, like, skittering around on all fours. And there, yeah, a couple uh, moments, and- a couple moments where, uh, like, jump scares of, like, us turning around and seeing her just, like, like like crawling in like a corner like there's a lot of scares where it's like is it mama or is it lily um and yes and clearly like lily is down with mama's vibe the way she looks those far away looks where it's like something victoria always looks kind of scared lily is always like delighted like she's like seeing her mom yes it's and that's why it is like this really amazing performance of like a daughter looking at her mom, but you know that it's this like lurking shadow monster in the corner of the room. But she's like, oh, "Mama," and he's like, "It's true," and like it, you kind of feel like the vibe is like that at night mama visits mm-hmm. them in their room and so yeah we have these shots where it is like wake up wake up mama mama and like that that's sort of the rhythm that's going on in the house while annabelle sleeps and tries to single mom yeah mm-hmm. not knowing there's a whole other mom in the oh, house that could have been helping my god lend a hand <laughs> um but yeah gene sees the bruises and is like yes what like gets starts to think oh are these kids being mistreated and starts uh looking for ways to get custody back of these can we see her like make a phone call to child services after and um they're like well you need proof and so that's like where we leave off with Jean is she's gonna try to get proof that they're being abused so she can get custody back of these ferals everyone wants these feral children (laughs) I mean I get it they're delightful but it's uh it's it's a lot um, so then, yeah, we've had Lucas had his dream with his dead brother visiting him, asking him to save the children. And then I think we get Annabelle visiting Dr. Dreyfus's office. Does that sound right? Has that no. happened? I'm wondering where, when does it happen that, um, maybe it doesn't matter the order that we say these <laughs> things in, but, um, she's sort of getting into a better rhythm with the, with the girls, um, is feeling yeah. more confident, like, uh, and at one point, um, she makes some progress with Lily. Yeah. Where she's like holding yeah, her, So right? one, Lily in the middle of the night goes, at, climbs out the second story window and s- goes and sleeps in the yard. 
and <laughs> Annabelle wakes up and in the morning and is like, where the fuck is Lily? And goes outside and gets her and like brings her in. And she's like cold and wet from sleeping outside. Yeah. And she like, so she tries to like grab hold of, of Lily and Lily is like, because she's kind yeah, of fighting screaming and like doesn't like, want to be anywhere near her. And so she finally like holds under and, and like blows hot air on her hands to like warm her up. And Lily like, it like it feels good and Lily like softens to her and they have this little like connection moment. It's very, very sweet. Um, and then I think it's the next day they're like Victoria's like cooking dinner. She's like burns a whole pot of spaghetti. And she's downstairs yeah. making we see her making dinner. Or I think it's I think they say breakfast. Jessica's like, yes, let's get some breakfast like and then breakfast. sends the feral eight year old down to figure it out and she like burns yes. a pot of spaghetti. And she's like in the again. She's a rock, she's and, a rock roller, and roller, not a mother. <laughs> and, um, so so Annabelle is in the girls' room, and the and she's down. Victoria's downstairs making breakfast, and um, Annabelle like turns around and sees a little crouched figure in the corner and like jumps and is like, "Oh, geez, Lily, you scared the crap out of me!" Uh, and then keeps putting stuff away. And Victoria goes, "Breakfast is ready." From downstairs, and she's like, "Okay, one minute." She says, come on, Lily's hungry. And we cut and we see that Lily is downstairs next to Victoria. So that. Who was in the was corner? Mama. That was Mama. Um, and we <laughs> see Mama like slink into the closet. And that's when Annabelle's like, oh, fuck. All right. We're going to see the fucking doctor. Like, what <laughs> is up? Mm. So she takes the girls and goes to the doctor's office. And they're like waiting in the lobby. And we see his secretary on the phone, like, whispering, being like, I mean, yes, I tried to talk to the lieutenants. I haven't seen him for two weeks. I'm worried something happened to him. It's like, yeah. Like, two weeks. Two weeks. And she can hear it. And the woman hangs up, the secretary hangs the phone, just starts crying. And runs to the bathroom, like runs away. And so Jessica Chessie is like, okay, breaks into his office, grabs the box of files about the kids and steals his computer, takes the girls and goes back home. Yes, it's a she gets a like a very solid chunk of plot yeah. <laughs> from this secretary. <laughs> um, she steals everything related to the case. She brings it home. And uh, and then and and then we get her like pouring over everything. Yeah, right. She like, like watches. They they like recorded all of the hypnosis things. So she's like watching those, gathering, realizing that like, oh no, Doctor Dreyfus did like did research on Mama, found out she is a fucking ghost, and like it, so now she's got the whole picture because the whole time she's been sort of feeling like she's crazy for thinking there really is a, a ghost here or something sinister yeah. um and so she's like oh no this is like this is very real um i think just gets overwhelmed and freaked out and starts crying yeah and the girls come down to like say good night um victoria comes up to her and hugs her yeah. and then says yes. i love you and Uh-oh. as she- and you get this like chill because you're like it's also it's so, so sweet, sweet. and like, as it's so as Victoria is hugging her, Lily is like standing in the doorway, and they make eye contact, and Lily just looks at her and shakes her head like that was a bad idea to show her affection. 
so we, we never mentioned this, but uh, Lucas uh, Nikolai is a he's an artist. Um, he draws he's an for artist. a living. So he is in his hospital bed drawing a picture and he's drawing the tunnel that he ha- saw in that like vision. Yes. And has a realization of like, wait, I've seen this somewhere. I guess he has the files on hand. Uh, but like, so that's why I'm like all jumbled. I'm like, how did this yeah, come together? Uh, he <laughs> finds somehow a picture from when they were excavating the area where they found the cabin, and it's a picture of that uh-huh. exact same tunnel. So he goes like, "Oh fuck! I think that was real. I think I need to go there, uh, and see what's up." So he like leaves the hospital again. Does not tell Annabelle where he's going, <laughs> and it is late <laughs> in the day. There's no, yeah, there's like, this is like a world where people just like are very loosely I in mean, touch. <laughs> so he, we see him make a phone call to rent a car, again, not to tell his partner and like maybe use their car. Um, he rents a car and like leaves the hospital to go there. So when we see, we cut yes. back to the house after Nikolai goes yes. to, to the tunnel and yes, we see like Annabelle fully sees mama for the first time. Um, yeah. And she's like floating, she's, like, standing in the like, like entryway and is like all her limbs like point in the wrong directions. And she's like, she can't, it's. It's a great, like, kind of huge, big reveal of, like, this is this, like, mother-mother showdown yes. moment of, like, mama is, like, rearing her head and, like, she's this, like, big, yeah, like Emily said, like, she's just all, like, spidery fingers and pointy elbows and, like, it's, it's, I think it's, like, on the top tier of, like, big uh, reveal, you know, like, you are so, and her face is, like, uh, there's this is not to sound highbrow, but there's this artist Modigliani that's like famous for these kind of like narrow, twisty faces, and it's just like exactly that, like these eyes at different angles, and it's like it's just a fucking horrifying image. Yeah. And so she essentially like goes at Annabelle, uh, knocks her down. It's like it looks like she's trying to like suck her blood, like the way she like yeah, gets. This- at, it's like she's gonna like try to eat her. Yes, it's exactly. And the what girl it looks starts like. screaming, and and uh, Victoria, the older one in particular, says, "Mama, no, you promised." Um, <gasps> so she Showdown. like made some deal with Mama to not attack Annabelle, but Mama don't mm. care. Mm-hmm. Mama don't um, care. And we see Mama like uh, just slips down through the ground, like leaves Annabelle unconscious, and then like slips through the floor as if she's like slipping through a drain. Yeah, and I think that's, like, helpful for me in that moment to realize how she's, like, moving around the house, Mm. you know, and, like, these, like, wall things and, yeah, through the vents and that she is just sort of, like, this almost, but there's this, like, viscous sort of quality, Mm -hmm. you know, that's, like, which I like as opposed to just, like, floaty ghost, which is fine, but it is just, like, very tangible, this, like, kind of substance So Jean sneaks Um, into the house. And yes. sees Jean is looking for evidence. The, this like it just looks like hair moving along the ground. It's Mama's hair, like as if she's still in the floor, like moving towards her. And then Mama like comes up out of the ground and just like goes and just like uh, attacks Jean. So Jean got Mama. 
Jean got mama and you know what? I don't we're think we're mad, mad about it. No, no, we're okay. We're okay with that one. We're fine. Jean was Jean, a busy you body. Can be, you yeah. can get mama So uh, Victoria is trying to like revive Annabelle. It's not working. Um, she goes downstairs into the kitchen where we see from behind yes. Aunt Jean standing in the kitchen. But she's like weird and fidgeting and like getting like locking her (laughs) limbs into place and victoria says aunt jean and aunt jean turns around and she's got mama's face oh Ah! creepy so we see that's like the moment we realize that she's like taken which we haven't seen so far she's like taken the body of aunt jean so she's got a human body now that she can do whatever she pleases yeah uh, we see then, yeah, uh, Lucas has found that tunnel. He he does an unfathomably stupid thing, I think, which is par- get he parks his car in the middle of the road. Even if this were yes, a spooky yes. place to be, you, you left your car abandoned in the middle of the road at night. You also like raced from the hospital. You rent yeah. like, also like you the time okay? spent renting a car. Like, what is this man doing? Anyway, he, not supporting no, his girlfriend. He parks the car the he, and then sets off on foot. Um, I think to try to find this cabin. Yes, he's like basing it off of yeah this dream and and realizing he has to get to the cabin. Um, yeah. Meanwhile, Annabelle comes too. Yes, wakes up. Walks through the house, realizes the girls are not there anymore. Mm-hmm. So she is freaking out. She calls Lucas, leaves him a voicemail. He doesn't answer. And she says, like, she has them. I think she's going to take them to the cabin. She's going to try to kill them. Mm-hmm. So she's racing to the cabin. Then- they're all racing to the cabin. They know that, like, and and we kind of get at this point. You know, that's like Mama's home. Yeah, Mama likes the cabin. <laughs> um. Mama likes the cabin. It's her home away from home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we get so they all yes, arrive. At the they cabin, find each right? other in the dark woods. <laughs> yeah, they, like literally, bizarre. Lucas and Annabelle literally like run into each other in what? the woods. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, like for them. I love that. They couldn't for them. have been coordinated. <laughs> I love it for them too, and it's and romantic. It's very romantic. And, it's- and yet, yeah, he's like, "I got your message." And she's like, "Mama is like, it's real. She's a ghost." She and he, uh, to his credit, gets on board very fast. He's like, "Okay, he's on great, board. Great. The ghost has the girls. What do we got to do?" Great. <laughs> that never happens in a horror no, movie. Honestly, I know. Way to believe if your partner. Only he'd been freaking awake this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so they find the cabin. They go in. And, and they find it's her corpse. Oh is yes, there. that's like, right. Aunt they Jean say is yeah. There they, he goes like in the Jean? chair. No, she's standing. They walk in. Oh, you're right. From behind, Jean, and he goes Jean, and like touches her shoulder, and she just like crumples like an empty like yes. human suit. Oh, creepy. So creepy. I guess, but it is a great oh, shot of her so from behind. Cool. We, we get two great from behind. Great from shots behind of shots of Jean. Jean. Great from behind shots of Jean. Um, my full review of her. Great from behind. <laughs> um, so I get what's interesting about that is like Mama needed her corp, her body just to like get to the cabin, and then was like, ugh, I don't need this anymore. Yeah, <laughs> and like it's, it's a raincoat. Very or funny something. to me yeah. the logic of this world, like. And it doesn't matter. I'm not. I, you guys know. It's like it's not that fun to poke yeah. holes like in a movie like that. But it is very funny to me. Like 
she didn't seem to need a body to get to the house from the cabin. No. But it's very funny that she like needed a body as like a little car yeah. to get the girls. Like <laughs> So the girls so the girls are at the cabin right no now. No one is at the didn't cabin. We Just thought so. Jean we from thought behind so, but... skin's bodysuit. Oh suit. no. Uh oh. Skin bodysuit, lots of cherry pits. Um, no no kids. kids. Oh, but they see uh Jessica Justine like looks up and sees the cliff that she saw in her little mama vision is right there. And she goes, they're, they're on the cliff for any flaws of the movie. I think this is like this really epic, beautiful final location. It's like this It's this like jutting out cliff. And it it is like uh, truly out of a fairy tale, like the way it's like set designed and the look of it. And it, and this is we realize, or at least it looks like the same cliff from the dream, from where, where Mama, Mama fell, from where her baby, all of it, and and Mama is like they race to it, and it is like this. It's truly what like stuck in my brain the most. Mama is like floating, mm-hmm. this like ethereal, ethereal like, the, and we've seen sort of like Emma had said like these like wisps of her and it's just this like true dream sequence almost like visual of her and she's holding both girls, no they're right? standing in front or sitting in front of her and she's like putting flowers or she's like giving them little like flower crowns um, yes. and like adorning them and Victoria looks very sad and scared and and Lily is elated um oh. yes and it feels like they're like preparing for a thing uh mama is like yeah. getting them ready uh at which point Lucas and uh, Annabelle show up and like call for the girls. Um, and I think the it, Victoria is like, it's you guys should go. Like, no, it's it's okay. Like, she like made some deal, I think, to spare their lives. Yeah. Like, and would to go with Mama. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, it's such a like, I, it's truly, especially in this realm, like it's such an emotional scene. Like mm. it's like this mother, like with her, it, her daughters in her mind, you know? And so she goes to like, wa- it looks like walk off the cliff with the girls. Um, and Jessica Chastain goes like, no, wait. And, oh, she says her name. She calls her by name, which we've never said. Her name is Edith. Uh, she mm, says, yes. Edith. And sh- we see... It, she has brought her baby corpse. It was like in one of the boxes from the, from the box. doctor's office. And she is like holding her baby. It's all like wrapped up. It's like wrapped in a little blanket. Like it just looks like a little like blanket bundle. But she has it with her. So she offers the baby to mama who takes it and like holds her baby and like pulls back the cloth. And it's just a skeleton at this point and like starts sobbing. Oh, um and like b- sort of regains her human form you for a see, minute. Yeah, she tur- you see like the actual woman and yeah, she like unmamas kind of into like this the actual face of the woman and she's like as I mean it's like this heartbreaking moment of like the real woman holding her dead baby, you know, and like yeah. we're seeing this like connection that is like the whole reason for her like haunting and it does feel like you assume that it's going to be the moment that it's like because she Jessica Chastain and we're all believing like she was searching the whole time and that's why she took the girls and now she has her baby and, and in this moment where she like has the baby Nicholas or if not yeah, Nikolai Lucas and Annabelle yeah. take like take the girls back so now the girls are standing with them and then Lily cries out 
for Mama. Mm. Mama turns around and says, Lily? And then chucks her baby skeleton off the cliff. (laughs) Oh, my God. And goes for the girls again. She, like, her, like, the fury, like, rages in her face again. And she's like, no, these are my children now. And it, like, is such a great reveal of, like, I truly was like, oh, this all is all going to work out just fine. Oh, it's going to be a happy ending. She got her, her baby. And then she's like, she can go fly no, off. I want no. these kids. These are my kids. Uh, and it's great. And she's like scary again, terrifying. Like that is not human at all. Is like a total monster again. And is like, wah! And comes for them. And like stabs Lucas with her finger. Yeah, her big she spinally, just, like, spindly stabs like, him. <laughs> he falls to the ground. Suddenly, so like violent and chaotic. Like that's why I love this whole end scene so much. Is that like you truly get this like mystical like, oh, it was a ghost you just and then it's like no, it's a fucking angry ass monster. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not, like it's both, it's both things, things. You know. Yeah, she stabs him. He falls to the ground. Uh, she like again like knocks. Annabelle down and like looks like she's trying to like suck her body out like it's weird the way she like yeah. gets on top of her um and again I think Victoria is like no le- like leave her alone leave her and, uh, so Lily and Anna uh, Lily and Victoria then both go with mama again to like walk off the cliff again she kind of has them and Annabelle is like c- comes to you again and is like crawling sort of honestly like sort of mama style like it's like Sort She's of like crawling style. on the ground to try to get to them, and Mama like the power of power Mom of, of being a mom. Mama like pushes her down, and and Victoria keeps saying, "Go to sleep, go to sleep, Annabelle." And Victoria's like trying to save her life, and is like willing. They're both they're both gonna go with Mama to wherever this is, and so Annabelle like but won't give up, and she keeps going, and she keeps going. Finally, uh, the girls have each of them are holding mama's hands they go to like jump off the cliff and we see that they're being tugged by something annabelle's got her grip on victoria and is not letting her go She's not gonna let her go and victoria then lets go of mama's hand and and stays yes. with annabelle so now she's like holding on to annabelle still on the cliff and Mama's got Lily, so they're like split mm. now, mm. and it's this like again. I'm so like emotionally moved by this movie, uh, but it's this like heartbreaking moment where we have like uh, Lily basically being like, "Come, Mama," right? And it's like they're the two with like the sisters are having this moment where you know we've been watching them like victoria grows much closer to annabelle and there's like lily with mama like so happy uh and they're completely like split at this point um you go yeah so lily is like trying to get victoria to come and victoria is like no i'm gonna stay mama accepts that victoria is gonna stay takes lily holds her to her backs off the cliff is floating in the air holding lily it envelops them in a sort of black silk cocoon. Yeah, it's like this sort of cyclone, like floating in the air off of. And the Annabelle cliff is like, like crying and screaming them. for Lily and trying to get Lily to stay with them. Victoria, like they're trying to get Lily to stay with them, but she's going with Mama. And then it, like, the cocoon just like falls from the sky and 
burst into a bunch of mobs. It's yeah, this yeah, this like they just like become this swarm of mobs together. And oh wow! So then Annabelle is holding Victoria. They're both sobbing. Lucas is apparently alive. He comes to. I thought he was stabbed in the heart, but he's like fine. And he comes over to them, and they're all. (laughs) That's what I mean by like. This movie is not about Lucas. No, no, he really is not. He really biffs it. He really biffs it. Like you, and you. It's a bummer because it would have been nice to have him more. I'm happy for Jessica Chastain, but yeah, he's like not really doing much in this movie. Honestly, Uh, but he comes to them, and they're. Other they than all being just, beautiful. Exactly. They all just like sort of the three of them hold each other and cry. And then a little moth lands on Victoria's finger and she looks at it and she goes, Lily? And the moth just sort of like stays there and looks at her. And uh, that's it. Oh my I God. Think, right? That's it. That's it. Yes. That, that's it. What a Mama got, ending. So Mama Lily, got one of them. I mean, Lily was, I mean, she, she wasn't was, coming back. Talk about not being set up for success. Talk, it, no, yes. no. There was no, no amount of pulling herself up by her bootstraps that Lily could have done to <laughs> um, reverse that trauma. Yeah, that was, I don't think so. Lily was raised by Mama and Cherries in the woods, and that, <laughs> that's, that's her Mama. Her mama. Yeah, she wanted to go And I think it's like, mama. that's why I, it like make it, I think that it is such a like, even though it's heartbreaking that, and that you know, one sister leaves and one sister stays. It's also like what tracks, you totally. know, you're like, yeah, that's her mama. And it is different. Like, that's enough of an age of development that you're like, I believe it. Yeah. And that she's like, not and she's not interested in like joining society. She doesn't give a shit. Like, that's the only world she knows. That's her mama. She took good care of her. And like, yeah, bye. Yeah. You know? This movie sounds Ugh. good. It doesn't sound too scary, actually. It's really not. I feel That's like it's like manageable. And there are some, I, I will say there are like some good jump scares. And certainly if you watch it during the day, you'll miss most of those because <laughs> it's very reliant <laughs> on darkness. But um, it's not really too scary, I wouldn't say. Mm-hmm. I put it way in the category of like spooky mm-hmm. mood ethereal atmosphere it's like mood yeah. so much yeah. you know and i think that that's like the the impossible to describe like genre that this like sits in and why yeah i love i love when we get one from this world because it isn't about like it, it's just not about a lot of the same like uh like tools that you normally find which i love in in horror and scary movies but there's just like this whole other world that is like getting a lot of attention and love yeah. you know it, this mm-hmm. movie does question my theory of i had just been telling joel the other day of like you know i think doing the podcast has made me not scared of ghosts anymore uh, that like i think if i were i don't i still don't want to see one or encounter one but i was like i feel like ghosts are not like inherently bad or evil right it's like demons you really yeah. want to watch out for and then yeah then this movie demons. was a ghost who like no sh- this ghost murdered people straight up uh <laughs> but that's what i mean right that's why it's like i love this idea of like oh my god how sad it's this mom well, yeah it's who, like, like we're told that ghosts died. just want like, and what they're searching for they just want but then it's like yeah and she's just like wants to fuck people up and kill him and like snatch a kid and like she's also a, bi- a bitch she's you know? angry like, she's pissed she's off she's an angry off. bitch like she's and even pissed. if she gets what she's supposed to be searching for she's still not happy which you like know? that and tracks it's like, for me in scary movies where i feel like uh, there's often this logic it like happens in the paranormals where it's like i'll logic with i'm gonna logic with this evil spirit and i'm gonna like mm, i know yeah, what you right. want let me just bargain give with you it. this and then it's like 
no, they're evil. They're still going to take what they can. Like, it's like, you never mm-hmm. satisfied. They'll take both. They'll take both. They're not going to, yes. like, make a both. trade with Although you. Although it truly is funny <laughs> how she both. just flings the bones of her <laughs> child that. off I think that's cliff. my favorite part. Is that my favorite it part? It is such a huge, huge reveal. You are like, you can't believe Jessica Chastain actually has that, has it with her. She's like, you see it come out. It's this little and shrouded like she's holding thing. like, this oh, corpse, like, very tenderly. And then no! it's like, bye! <laughs> I don't want it anymore! <laughs> That's my old baby! Who gives a shit? I'm over it. <laughs> but Jess, thank you so much. It was so nice to have you on I the know, pod again. Gosh, You're officially a horror spondent. <laughs> oh! That's a big honor. Uh-huh. I do not take it lightly. Uh-huh. Uh, I would love, I truly, it means a lot. Um, <laughs> no, I was, it, I really, really like, th- it's, I love the idea of trying to figure out like what you like in a, in this world and in mm. this genre. And it was like, I literally like had texted Betsy and I was just like, what do we call like, it just house on a hill? Yeah. <laughs> spooky, spooky. Like, I don't know what ghost it is, but like, Victorian like, movie. It's just this like moody, this like moody, really, scary. It's yeah, moody. and I'm sure there's a term, and I don't know it, but um, but I think this is certainly a flawed one. It has its we some bad wigs and some silly stuff, but I think it's like on the higher tier. Like I think it's like it holds up. I I really recommend it for especially yeah for people who don't want to see like gory stuff and and nasty stuff. It's yeah, like there's a lot a lot of other stuff. But anyways, I I'm so happy to get to share it with yeah, you. Yeah, thank you, Jess. Um, wow. Thanks, guys. I guess there weren't any fun voices in there this. Usually, really we like to do a good fun voice because Mama didn't have a fun she voice, speak, did she? No, we don't really get. No, we never hear her. It's Grown, just more yeah, like she's growling. Like, oh, and... oh yeah, it is kind of like oh, 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 oh. she sings at one point, <laughs> but I don't remember the song. Oh, um, so we could just do, you know, we could just do normal goodbye. Sometimes that's okay. just, that's just what it is. Okay. Um, I hope everybody lets themselves feel that joy, uh, as much mm-hmm. as we need to. And, um, yeah. yeah, from all of us here, goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. If you had as much fun as we did, head on over to Apple Podcasts where you can rate and review us. We are also on Twitter and Instagram and Patreon at TSDW Podcast. Our Patreon is filled with cool things like bonus episodes and bingo cards. And um, you can also write in and give us suggestions for other content you'd like for us to produce. We'd love to hear from you. Um, just wanted to also give you guys a heads up that we will be taking next week off to celebrate Thanksgiving. Um, so we hope you guys have a great holiday. We will miss you dearly, but we'll be back the next week. I hope you guys celebrate safely and just know that we love you. Okay, bye.